You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Can the Texans finally win a darn game in today's show? It's our weekly visit with our NFL expert and fantasy football guru, Andy Rio. Maybe we'll have an answer to that. He also tells us who to hire and who to fire on your fantasy team. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk podcast. You might know me from over there. Thanks for diving into Locked On Texans, your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And hey, it's that time of the week where we hear fantasy takes and NFL insight from Andy Rio. You'll also find his weekly article on our website, LockedOnTexans.com. How's it going, Andy? And do you promise not Devontae Davis on us and quit halfway through the show? Can you do that? <laughs> yes, I can manage that. Absolutely. Can you blame Vontae, Andy? I mean, he probably realized, man, this Buffalo team sucks, and I don't want to still be doing this uh, and, and winter in Buffalo. I might as well get out before it gets cold. Well, it's not a good situation <laughs> in Buffalo. That's no secret. But, uh, you know, there's better ways to do that. I, I think you at least play the game out, and then if you want to call it quits, that's one thing. Uh, I, I don't uh, agree with what he did. I mean, obviously, I can understand his frustration it's going to be a very long season up in Buffalo this year, but I wouldn't have done that if I was in his shoes. Well, ac according to NFL history, only 10% of the time do teams who start off 0-2 make the playoffs. And, of course, I'm talking about the Texans, although the Giants, the team they're playing, also 0-2. Although the Texans did have that weak division a couple of years ago where they did that, the difference this time is the division – it's a hell of a lot better, Andy. You have a much more measured perspective than I do. What do you think about the mess that they've gotten themselves into? Losing in New England was one thing. Um, they've obviously had problems playing up in Foxborough on numerous occasions, but losing to the Patriots, there's generally not any shame in that. I mean, they have been one of the best franchises for a long time now. But losing the way they did to the Titans, which were, had a lot of issues, uh, that's, that's a bad loss. That is definitely the kind of loss that can keep the team out of the playoff chase. Let me ask you from a fantasy perspective on this first game, uh, Will Fuller reshaped his body over the offseason. He looks stronger and better than ever. I mean, you know, it, it was interesting because it seemed like the last couple of years, he got hit and he would just go down. And he was trying to like carry guys after he got hit in that Titans game. Um, after a couple of forced throws to Hopkins the first two weeks, maybe Deshaun learns his lesson, starts looking for man coverage because Will Fuller's going to have some man coverage. You can't double both guys, really. So are, are you rethinking Fuller's fantasy potential? And what else jumps out to you? Uh, from a fantasy perspective from the Texans-Titans this week? I mean, Texans-Giants. Well, I mean, I think Fuller going into the season was pretty much regarded as a bit of a boom-bust guy, but I think he'd worked his way to the point where many felt they could count on him as a weekly fantasy starter, especially as someone who could win a game or two with you with one of his patented huge weeks. Uh, I don't think anything's really changed with that, but I think at this point – he has the potential to be more steady than boom bust. I mean, I think he definitely should be started in most instances, unless you're just absolutely lethally loaded at wide receiver. 
Uh, I, I mean, I certainly have been impressed by what I've seen from him in, in the recent games. And then last week when he last year, excuse me, when he had the hot stretch, when Watson was having his hot stretch. Yeah, lots of positive. And anything else that you're thinking about in fantasy uh, for this Texans Giants game? I think it's going to be an overall good week for the Texans. Of course, obviously, you're starting Fuller, uh, Watson, and Hopkins. Uh, you're starting Lamar Miller. Hopefully, he finds his way into the end zone. That would be a boost uh, since he has not done that yet for fantasy owners. His yardage has been acceptable, especially considering you're probably not counting on him to be your lead back. He's more of a secondary back or even a flex. Uh, This is a pivotal week, I think, in many ways for the Texans' defense. They were the biggest disappointment against Tennessee, uh, factoring in that they were facing Blaine Gabbard. He's not the absolute worst backup quarterback in history, but he's certainly not the best. And they really need to do some things against the Giants. If they struggle against the Giants, which is a team that's been struggling, Eli Manning in particular, uh, I, I would start to really have some doubts on them being a defense that you could count on on a regular basis the rest of the season. Yeah, if they if they really struggle and go zero and three, and you know they're not a playoff team this year, maybe Bill O'Brien's job is in jeopardy in three or four years. You know, uh. <laughs> well, I, you know McNair's track record has usually been to be very patient with coaches and. You know, given that when O'Brien had three straight nine and seven seasons and two straight uh, division champions, uh, he certainly wasn't on the hot seat. That's obviously not elite, but not terrible. But there's there's a lot. And he got a bit of a mulligan last year, given the injury to Watson. But there's not a lot of margin for error. I, I think if they do struggle and continue to struggle, I think he probably will get on the hot seat. Every week you write about the take five, you're five most compelling matchups of the week. Number one on your list, 49ers versus Chiefs. And Pat Mahomes has been looking like Deshaun from last year. And Jimmy G bounced back after that awful, well, against that awful, I should say, Lions defense last week. Are are we looking at a fun Big 12-like shootout, a fantasy football special? I would say the answer to that is yes. Uh, At this point, Uh, nobody has been able to stop Mahomes. And I don't think the 49ers will. Uh, They haven't exactly had a stout pass defense the first two games of the season. Of course, they were facing two good quarterbacks in Kirk Cousins and uh, Matthew Stafford. So maybe, you know, it would be a little bit more concerning if they had been picked apart by some scrub. But, of course, they're not facing a scrub. They're facing the NFL's top young budding superstar quarterback at, at the present time. Uh, as I mentioned in my articles, maybe Mahomes starts to run into some danger in the next three games. They've got to play Denver, Jacksonville, and New England, but I think he's going to be great again this week. Uh, Kansas City's defense has been absolutely awful in their first two games, so certainly this could be a big week uh, for Jimmy G. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which receiver he kind of elevates into that group. It'll Marquise Goodwin coming back could be key. Uh, Pierre Garçon will probably be steady. Uh, the young tight end George Kittle is certainly worth another look this week, even though he struggled against the Lions. Care to make a prediction on that one? I think Kansas City will take it at home. All right, sounds good. There's a sneaky, interesting game involving an AFC South team this Sunday. But before I ask Andy about that, I got to tell you about two new shows on the Lockdown Network Lockdown Fantasy Football 24 7. If you like this show, you like fantasy. 
It gives you the latest news, waiver wire suggestions or waiver suggestions and injury news. We've also got Locked On Fantasy Football loaded with amazing expert guests every day. Monday, Tom Kastanich. Tuesdays, Eric Edholm. Wednesdays, Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lochner. Check out our two Locked On Fantasy Football shows. And hey, the Texans, they're favored by six points over the Giants as we speak. And if you think... You might make some money off that point spread. You like the Texans to win big, maybe? Or maybe you don't think the Texans are going to win at all. You need to go to mybookie.ag. Remember who you're betting on. It's just as important as who you're betting with. They've been the best in the business for years. Got great reviews. Their mobile site is easy to use. I would also recommend a service that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the biz. My bookie is slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m. Central, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, to activate the offer. Uh, visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold on or hold out until after 6 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code LOCKEDON25. That's LOCKEDON25. It's up to you guys, but I, I'd wait until after dinner. Take the extra money. That's the way to go. You play, you win, you get paid, my bookie. Well, Andy, I was a little surprised you had the Texans division rival Colts in your take five, uh, but they've got Philly this week and Carson Wentz is back. So yeah, I guess that would be pretty fun the way Andrew Luck's been playing. I'm guessing that's why you highlighted this one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the return of Carson Wentz is a major fantasy story. Uh, A lot of people... Uh, drafted Wentz. Uh, They've been without him the first two weeks, and of course maybe he's going to be a little bit rusty this week, but it's exciting to have him back out there. I mean, he's one of the best young quarterbacks in football. Really a fascinating return overall. I mean, no pressure. I mean, your backup just won the Super Bowl, so that's all you have to do uh, to match that. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I certainly think his, uh, his return's coming at a right time uh, for Philadelphia, Alshon Jeffrey is going to be back at some point, too. Uh, those two had a nice connection last year for now. Certainly Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz are the main targets and solid fantasy starters. Of course, Ertz one of the best at the tight end position. T.Y., I guess, would be the guy for the Colts to watch out for. I mean, whose who's defense shows up for this game? I think probably Philadelphia is more than Indianapolis, although the Colts were impressive in their victory over Washington. But the Eagles are going to come home to Philly. They're not happy after uh, becoming the latest team to be the victim of Fitz Magic down in Tampa. And the Colts, luck obviously has been uh, – it's, it's great to see him back. He has not posted gigantic numbers. I think his biggest contribution to this point has been – Uh, bringing Hilton back to life in fantasy. He struggled with Jacoby Brissett last year, even though Brissett, generally speaking, was adequate, uh, you know, in relief of luck overall during the season. The Colts have a lot of clusters at different positions. The running backs, 
They've got a lot of guys who see time, but there's nobody getting enough time really to even be a great flex play. The other receivers behind Hilton are pretty nondescript, Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers. The two tight ends, Jack Doyle and and former Lion Eric Ebron, both of those guys uh, capable of good things, but I like them right now more as backups than starters uh, in fantasy. The Colts are going to be scary if they can figure out a way to beat Philly. All of a sudden, they're they're a legitimate uh, threat in this division, maybe. A a couple of years, uh, Los Angeles had zero, or a couple of years uh, ago, Los Angeles had zero NFL teams. This week, both of their teams play each other for the first time since they moved there. What do you think the Chargers versus the Rams both, what do you think about that both on the field and from a fantasy angle? Well, uh, it's an opportunity for the Chargers uh, to make some waves in Los Angeles. It's no secret they're the secondary team. Uh, A lot of people didn't want to see them leave San Diego. And they're playing at the soccer venue, whereas the Rams are at least playing at the Coliseum's old and all that sort of stuff. But at least it's a storied venue. Uh, This would be an opportunity for the Chargers to make some waves. I'm not sure they're going to make waves with a victory but I think they are going to certainly give the Rams a lot more than the Raiders and the Cardinals have the first two weeks of the season. Uh, I wouldn't go with any of the fringe Charger players, guys like Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Tyrell Williams. Uh, Certainly, though, you should continue to roll with Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen. Uh, Phillip Rivers uh, can be started. Uh, It's not the greatest of matchups, and if you've got a roster with another quality quarterback that maybe has a favorable matchup, you could look at sitting Rivers, but he's been doing great so far, so I have no problems with keeping him in your lineup as well, again, depending on your situation. Yeah, this is a a week where it seems like they would miss Hunter because you got the Rams with those shutdown corners. You you want somebody to to move the middle of the field, huh? Yeah, yeah. The Rams, uh, pretty much their – Normal suspects are going to be quality starters. I guess probably one of the more interesting stories with them is is that they lost uh, Greg the Leg Zerline, their top-notch place kicker, injured his groin uh, during the warm-ups before their victory over Arizona. So Sam Thicken has been signed to replace him. He served as a temp replacement for Zerline last year uh, after he was injured late in the season and placed on injured reserve. Uh, I'm not one who's typically big on carrying two kickers on my fantasy roster, but I guess if you want to do that, you could pick up Thicken just as a temporary uh, replacement for Zerline until Zerline comes back. Otherwise, there's plenty of good kickers out there in the market. I mentioned Dan Bailey, who just signed with Minnesota, as a guy definitely worth hiring uh, also in the column. But there's some other good alternatives uh, in many leagues, too. Yeah, we're going to get to some of the hires and fires. And stay with me, Andy, on this angle that I'm going with on your next Take 5. But if you've had a big beer in Houston sports over the last few years, you've become a fan favorite or performed at a high level. I mean, there's Harden and Keichel and McCann and Gaddis. The one guy who did neither, uh, in Houston anyway, is now the toast of the NFL right now. Fitzmagic sweeping the nation. This week he faces the Steelers, Andy, who badly need a win. This game's fascinating on many levels because Jameis Winston returns next week. So Fitzpatrick doesn't want to lay an egg right here. He's completing nearly 79% of his passes, 819 yards in two games, eight touchdowns. And his son, who Texans fans remember was a math genius, knows that 
hey, those numbers are pretty darn good, Andy. They certainly are. And I certainly think he's going to deliver some more big numbers as the Steelers have been nothing special on defense. They were the latest team to get picked apart by Mahomes. Maybe Fitzpatrick doesn't generate six touchdown passes like Mahomes did. But I just, I mean, Tampa has such a great group of receivers. I mean, they've got three top-notch threats out wide with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Deshaun Jackson. And then O.J. Howard is really coming into his own at tight end. So I I foresee another big game for the Bucks this week. I think the intrigue probably builds in week four. At, at that point, if Fitzpatrick has another great game, I can't say, see them sitting him, even though Winston would be back. But then they would be playing Chicago next week. Khalil Mack and company. That could be a very fascinating matchup. Tampa has their bye in week five. So maybe that's the point where they start dwelling on a quarterback change. But I think if Fitzpatrick performs credibly the next two weeks and they pick up another win, I mean, you know, you're winning. It's hard to, it isn't like Winston lost his job. It's hard to change. It's not like Winston lost his job due to injury. I mean, he's had off the field incidents. Fitzpatrick uh, has been a, you know, entertaining, solid citizen. So there's a lot there's a lot of factors at play there, but I think most of the uh, people who have been putting up numbers for Tampa Bay so far are probably going to do it again. The disappointment has been Peyton Barber in the backfield. Yeah, Fitzpatrick has some weapons to work with in a big way. Um, has he ever had any weapons that like anywhere near this? I mean, when he was in Houston, Andy, it was kind of Andre towards the end. It was it was early DeAndre. Neither guy was really in his prime. I don't remember anybody. With the Jets, that you know, you thought, oh, oh, wow, that that guy's pretty. So, I mean, is, is this well, he be- had Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker with the Jets, and this was before those guys. That was kind of the the last moments of glory, really, for both of those guys. It was kind of the their last peak moments. Uh, those two guys are certainly that back then were pretty good, but he's got a trio now. Uh, Evans obviously is a superstar. Many think Godwin could become a superstar. And Deshaun Jackson has proven he's got plenty left in his tank as a premier deep threat, not to mention Howard. I mean, most quarterbacks, you know, don't ever find a supporting cast that good. Yeah, Mike Evans representing uh, Galveston Ball High School pretty well. Uh, we we got to find out who to hire and fire from you, uh, Andy, for our fantasy team. But before I ask you about that, need to remind everybody that the Lockdown Network is expanding with college shows. This week, we're adding Lockdown Wolverines, Lockdown Buckeyes, Lockdown Seminoles. Plus, we already... Have the Ducks, the Nittany Lions, the Bears, the Crimson Tide, the Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and Cougars. So, so many great college shows now for you. Find your favorite college team out there. See if we've got it on the Lockdown Network. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Okay, we're two weeks into the season, so it's time to really start seriously evaluating your fantasy roster uh, maybe we know something by now. Who should we consider clearing off the roster, Andy? Who are you firing? Well, uh, one of the guys that I have on my fired list right now is a player the Texans didn't see last weekend. That's Marcus Mariota of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, as I kind of mentioned in my article, when is he going to truly fulfill that potential he always seems to have? It's certainly not going to happen this weekend against Jacksonville if he is able to play. 
Uh, if you're still a Mariota believer, you could probably cut him and get him, get him back at some point. Your fellow owners are probably not going to be in a big race to get to the waiver wire to pick him up after a probable clunker in Jacksonville. Yeah, thank goodness for uh, uh, the AFC South teams not picking the greatest quarterbacks and guys like Blake Bortles and Marcus Mariota the last few years. It, 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 that's where you feel like the Texans have, have gotten uh, lucky in the division anyway. Who can fantasy owners uh, pick up this week? Who do you really like to hire, Andy? Well, uh, one of my top ads for the week would be Giovanni Bernard of the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon's going to be out of action, which means Bernard is going to lead the way in the Cincinnati backfield. He's always been productive in the past when he's had that opportunity. Uh, not the greatest matchup with Carolina on paper, but they just gave up over 100 yards to Tevin Coleman. And the thing about Bernard is he's always going to be involved in the passing game. So even if Cincinnati is playing from behind, I like what the Bengals have done this year, but a matchup in Charlotte going to be a little bit tough. They could be playing from behind. It's not an easy draw. So I think Bernard uh, is going to be good in both standard and PPR leagues. Uh, some of the guys also on my list that were on the list last week, Quincy Anunua, Will Disley, uh, both guys uh, did some good things again on Sunday. They seem to be uh, players that uh, you know we may be able to count on going forward. I also mentioned Dan Bailey now with the Vikings. He was great with the Cowboys kicking for them. And in fantasy football, uh, a big part of the kicking situation, having the right kicker, is having a kicker from a good team. Certainly the Vikings are a good team. Uh, wanted to throw a few defenses out there for week four. Uh, Green Bay playing Washington this week. Not a great start, not a terrible start, but they host Buffalo in week four. And Seattle hosts Arizona in week four. It's been a bad start for the Seahawks to this point. But that's a pretty good matchup on paper. Somebody just handed me some funny brownies, and that reminds me when I'm e eating these little funny brownies I got right here. What do you think about Josh Gordon? Should I pick him up? <laughs> I'm probably one of the fantasy observers who has always exercised caution regarding Josh Gordon. Um, he's probably on a lot of rosters still anyways. Many people took the plunge drafting him, in some cases fairly high in drafts. Uh, certainly the potential is tantalizing in New England if he gets his head on straight. This is his absolute last chance, because if you can't make it with the Patriots, you really can't make it anywhere in most cases. You know, I don't know. There have been other big-name receivers that have gone to New England and struggled. Obviously, some have really succeeded, like Randy Moss. But, you know, even though Moss could be a bit troublesome in his own way, I mean, he was way ahead of the curve compared to Gordon. At this point in time, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say roll the dice. I mean, because his situation is tremendous versus what it was in Cleveland. But I would be very cautious about immediately getting him going into the lineup. It's going to take time, I think, for him to get really immersed in what the Patriots do if it happens, if he can stay straight. Are you like me? Is it just blow you away that? You know, you can eat a funny brownie and get suspended for four games in the NFL. But, hey, you got a federal indictment against you and, oh, we, we don't care. You know, one team one team waves you and says, oh, that's a bad thing. The other one's like, oh, we'll pick him up. So what that he's got a federal indictment coming after him? And of course, I'm talking about Michael Kendricks. 
Right. Well, I, I mean, that, that is very quirky. But the truth of be told is, is Gordon's not a one time offender on this. I mean, I, you know, I really I mean, I don't have a lot of thoughts on the Michael Kendrick situation. I think it's kind of strange that he is on a roster. But Gordon's had kind of a habit of this. Yeah. Really yeah. Gordon- I guess I guess I'm saying that not not just not necessarily Gordon. I'm talking about some of the other guys that have got knocked. Yeah. Gordon's got a problem, obviously. But some of the other guys, your first offense, right? It's four games for, for weed, right? I believe so. I mean, I, you know, that's just the, to me, that's just the NFL doing weird stuff. But, uh, anyway, uh, great to catch up with you, Andy. Uh, always fun doing this. Don't forget everybody. It's, uh, it's on locked on Texans.com. His article, you want to go read it. Always a pleasure. Yep, absolutely. Well, if you're enjoying Locked On Texans, uh, tell your friends. Let them know they can find us on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, and iTunes. Support us by sharing our show links with your social media followers and take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. We want you to be a part of the conversation, so email Texans at mail.com for questions or comments. You can get more Texans content, as we said, on LockedOnTexans.com. You can find my usual partner, Brian Patterson's work on Texans, Astros, and Rockets on HouseOfHouston.com. And if you want to hear my takes on the Rockets and Astros, listen to my Houston Sports Talk podcast with co-host R.G. Seal. This week, we talked to David Wiener from Clutch Fans about the Rockets offseason. Had a good conversation with Desmond Yule, covers the Cougars for the Daily Cougar. That's all we got for this one, though. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are locked on Texans. Your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 